This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Welcome, ladies and Jason. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Tonight... Now, tonight, you know we always talk about the big story. That's what we do. We talk about the big story. People talk about it all day, then we talk about it at night, okay? But here's the thing. The big story might not be a big story. Everybody's talking about it, but nobody really knows what the story's really about because it's all Omicron. Omicron this, Omicron that. We don't really understand if it's going to change anything. We don't know Macron <laughs> about Omicron. So far, Omicron appears to be milder and more infectious than Delta. And that may be happening because, according to a new study, it shares genetic code with the common cold. This pandemic has gone on so long, we're officially in the remix stage. <laughs> the next variant's going to be COVID, featuring Shingles, the Skrillex mix. <laughs> Scientists believe. Scientists believe the gene swap may have occurred after a single person was simultaneously infected by coronavirus and the common cold. Well, that's what you get when you don't sing happy birthday twice. (laughs) Now, that person's... Now, that person's identity hasn't been confirmed, but rumor has it that it's this man. Omicron spreads fast. This we do know. One of the first U.S. cases was a Minnesota man who attended an anime convention in Manhattan. Of the 30 people he went with, 15 of his friends also have COVID-19. That is shocking. People who go to anime conventions have friends? (laughs) I thought... I got a... I got a little thing. I thought they just had Sailor Moon body pillows. There's also a surge in COVID classic. The U.S. is averaging 100,000 cases of coronavirus a day. And not all of those are on land. We just learned that a cruise ship disembarked in New Orleans with at least 17 COVID cases, including a probable Omicron infection. We're back at cruise ship COVID? (laughs) What's next, a new season of Tiger King? There's what? Cruise Line claims they tried to avoid spread into the community, but one passenger seems to have been taken by surprise. didn't hear of this until we kind of heard you talking a second ago. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to have known. You know, uh, we would have taken maybe a few more precautions. He heard it from the reporter? 
The guy's breaking important life news to him. Sir, how do you feel about being exposed to coronavirus? And follow up, your wife left you, took the kids, and called you a selfish lover. Your thoughts? Well, I would like to have known that I was a selfish lover. Right? <laughs> there is some good news. Thanks to fear of the new variant, demand for vaccines has spiked. And here in New York, the lines may be getting longer thanks to an announcement from outgoing New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, seen here on day three of being left hanging. <laughs> nothing? Seriously? I know I'm tall, but no one... My arm's getting all tingly. de Blasio unveiled New York City's first-in-the-nation vaccine mandate for private companies, which will apply to 184,000 businesses. That's the full range of New York businesses, from famous Original Ray's Pizza to Original Ray's famous Pizza Ray. <laughs> That's not the only new rule for the city. With shots now available for kids, all children between the ages of 5 and 11 will need proof of at least one shot before entering restaurants, theaters, and gyms. That's great. We've got to make it safe for our six-year-olds to hit the leg press. <laughs> Come on, Madison! You think Zuma from Paw Patrol gives up in 350 LBs? Goals are dreams! Standards are accountability! Now squat, my man! <laughs> squat! You gotta be tough. It's gotta be tough. Of course, you'll always have people trying to beat the system. For instance, one anti-vaxxer in Italy got creative and tried to dodge his COVID vaccine by wearing a fake arm. <laughs> it's a foolproof plan. It's not like Italians famously express themselves using hand gestures. What are you talking about? <laughs> My arm is totally real. See? My... I was doing my Jared Leto from Gucci. That was my Jared Leto from Gucci. I don't know if everybody's seen. The only thing spreading faster than Omicron is misinformation from conservatives like Georgia Congresswoman and swimmer who decided the bathroom was too far from the pool, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Green has long been an opponent of doing anything about anything, including the pandemic. And this weekend, she tweeted, Every single year, more than 600,000 people in the U.S. die from cancer. The country has never once shut down. Not a single school is closed. Because cancer's not contagious, you nimrod. That's like... That's like comparing apples and oranges to cancer. <laughs> Another Republican who thinks we're making a too big a deal out of this whole three-quarters of a million people dying is Wisconsin senator and man saying, anyone want to finish my urine sample? <laughs> Ron Johnson. Last week, Johnson accused Anthony Fauci of overhyping COVID and claims it wasn't the first time. Fauci did the exact same thing with AIDS. He, he overhyped it. Yes. AIDS, the pandemic the federal government famously took too seriously. 
Well, if AIDS was overhyped, Senator Johnson, then I guess you don't have to wear protection when you go yourself. Christmas is just around the corner. <laughs> and everyone's getting into the holiday spirit, specifically one sheriff's office in Colorado, who on Friday tweeted this photo with the caption, guess who came in to receive his concealed handgun permit today with a picture of St. Nick. Wow! Oh. Santa's taking the war on Christmas very seriously. <laughs> now, Santa with a gun is an upsetting idea, but do not worry, kids. There is nothing to be nervous about. Santa is just an old loner who lives off the grid, keeps lists of your bad deeds, knows where you live, and can get into your house without waking your parents up. <laughs> also, he made out with your mom. <laughs> I saw. She was into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, got handsy. The sheriff's office. Sheriff's office apparently had a good reason to post jolly old St. Glock. They wanted to advertise concealed handgun permits. That's fine. We'll just have to update the poem. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, because Santa's armed, leave the cookies and back away slowly. <laughs> hey, who here uh, likes things? <laughs> well, I have some bad news. We're running out of that. And I'll tell you all about it in tonight's Cargo Unchained. I feel so empty inside. Just in case having a kid during a global pandemic wasn't challenging enough, this fall, parents have experienced a diaper shortage. But don't worry, there's still an endless supply of childless friends who say, why don't you switch to cloth diapers? <laughs> oh, you want to go see a movie? Oh, right. This supply-demand issue is leading to skyrocketing prices, with packages of diapers that were $25 last year are now $40. That's insane! A package of... You were a little late. That package of diapers shouldn't cost more than a tank of gas. Tank of gas, by the way, is a great nickname for a baby who goes through a lot of diapers. <laughs> and it's not just what comes out of a baby that's posing a problem. So is what's going in. Because there's also a nationwide baby formula shortage. That sounds horrible. Also, strangely sinister. We're running out of... the formula. You know, the formula. We give... the baby. <laughs> This formula shortage is tough because parents can't just switch from one brand to another since some babies can develop an intolerance to ingredients in specific brands. It's true. It's what led to the failure of my baby formula brand. Stephen Colbert's shellfish, egg, and dairy formula, <laughs> now with more peanut. <laughs> this is... This is tough on parents because, as experts point out, unlike toilet paper, which was in short supply earlier in the pandemic, baby gear is unique because it can be an emotional purchase. I don't know about that. <laughs> when you really need toilet paper, it's an emotional purchase. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right here. Right here. Next up, start hoarding your cream cheese because New York City is facing a schmear shortage. No schmear. Holy schmidt. New York can't run out of cream cheese. That's like Paris running out of croissants or Seattle running out of coffee or Los Angeles running out of hot Chris's. Mm. Hot Chris with a little schmear right out of the toaster. Amazing. Oh, mmm, mmm, mmm. Ah, mwah, mmm. Some New York bagel shops say they could run out of cream cheese as soon as next week. As one bagelpreneur put it, this is bad. This is very bad. Also, how I describe a blueberry bagel. Just get a muffin. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Killer Robots. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moments from now, John. Yes. You know, and it's a privilege. It's a privilege to do one of these shows. You know, I don't want to take that lightly. In a bit, in a moment, I have a chance to talk to an incredibly talented uh, actress, a wonderful human being. Jennifer Lawrence is going to be out here in just a moment. So fun to talk to. Last time, this is the last time she was here. Last time she were here, uh, uh, we drank a whole lot of rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. She was that. at the end of a very long that. run talking about her movie, whatever movie she was doing yes. back then. Yes. And uh, I'm sure I enjoyed it. And uh, she was a little tired, so I said, I "You wanted one? How about a shot?" And yeah. I think I think we drank so much that I believe CBS made us take out some of the drinking we did. Is this true? <laughs> that we could do how many shots? We could show us doing three shots, mm. but not the other three. <laughs> I'll, I'll have some follow-up questions for her tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. think she went from here to the premiere, is what oh. happened. So that should be fun. <laughs> Folks, as you know, I'm a major tech head. I don't want to brag, but uh, I have an app on my phone that makes my phone usable as a phone. <laughs> That's why I am just the person to keep you updated on the latest in technology. In my long-running segment... First up, the New Zealand government is pushing for an international ban on killer robots. That's great. Also, weird that someone has to say, hey, maybe no killer robots. And it's a country that doesn't have any killer robots that's saying it, and that them saying, hey, maybe no killer robots is news. What the Kiwis are against is autonomous weapons in the battlefield. As one member of the New Zealand Parliament put it, the prospect of a future where the decision to take a human life is delegated to machines is abhorrent 
and inconsistent with New Zealand's interests and values. You hear that, international community? You're being lectured about the sanctity of life by people who see a bridge and go, hey, what say I push you off that with a rubber band tied to your foot? <laughs> so you might be saying, now wait a minute, New Zealand, is everyone else pro-killer robot? And New Zealand's like, no, but you are, because the U.S. just rejected calls for regulating or banning killer robots. Of course we did! New Zealand is the neighbor with no motorcycle going, hey, maybe we can regulate how loud motorcycles are. And we're like, vroom, vroom, can't hear you. I'm working on making this louder and driving itself and killing people. <laughs> I'm guessing the U.S. doesn't want to ban killer robots because thanks to our military, robot dogs now have sniper rifles. Yay. See, it's just like a regular dog. Only, if this one gets spooked by thunder, it murders everyone. <laughs> Look at that, the little gun on top makes it look like a little dog head. It's like a dog head with like a long, goofy nose. But the, the nose is where the murder comes out. <laughs> Who's the killer? You are! That's right, you're gonna kill us all! <laughs> sure. Funny now. Funny now. This fully armed Fido carries something called a special purpose unmanned rifle or spur. And they brag the spur can operate in a magnitude of conditions both day and night. Okay, but aren't all guns supposed to work at any hour? <laughs> Who's going to call off the invasion? I only brought my day gun. <laughs> but if Clifford the Big Gray Cannon isn't enough, the U.S. Army is also planning a huge experiment with robot tanks. And if my science fiction novels have taught me anything, robot tanks will soon be planning a huge experiment with the U.S. Army. Anyway, if they do deploy autonomous killing machines, at least humans will always control how many of them there are, and I'm being told the world's first living robot can now reproduce. <laughs> I don't know if robots are ready for that kind of responsibility. <laughs> Maybe they should first get one of those gun-headed dogs. <laughs> to make the reproducing robots, researchers using AI and a supercomputer took stem cells from African clawed frog embryos and formed them into tiny living creatures called xenobots, which were able to move on their own, communicate amongst each other, and heal themselves from an injury, making them the first ever living robots. Which is when researchers bulldozed the lab, dropped flash grenades into the rubble, and went back to their first love, stand-up comedy. What's that? No? They kept going? Sweet. Then the xenobots would move around their environment and find single cells. They would gather hundreds of these cells at once and then assemble an offspring inside their mouth. A few days later, the offspring became a new xenobot. And that's when researchers doused the building in jet fuel, walked away from the smoking ruins, and took up selling driftwood sculptures on the beach. No, still making them puke robot babies? Super dupe. As one of the exper experts working on the project, Josh Bongard, put it, we found xenobots that could walk. We found xenobots that swim. And now, in this study, we found xenobots that kinematically replicate. What else is out there? A beach, <laughs> a pocket knife, and your imagination. <laughs> Please just think about it. After the break, Jennifer Lawrence. Late Show Pond Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at 
ParamountShop.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest tonight is an Academy Award-winning actress you know from The Hunger Games, Silver Linings Playbook, and X-Men First Class. She now stars in Don't Look Up. We have precisely six months, ten days, two hours, 11 minutes, and 41 seconds until a comet twice the size of Chicxulub tears through our atmosphere and extincts all life on Earth. <laughs> when did you do those calculations? At the moment of impact on a diet app. So, impact is when my diet ends. Suddenly I'm not on a diet. I'm just crying five times a day. I'm scared. Hey, come on, come on. Everyone should be panicking right now, okay? Don't cry. Come on. What happened? That's my boyfriend just broke up with me. Oh, God. What a day. <laughs> Please welcome back to The Late Show, Jennifer Lawrence. So, how you been? <laughs> What's new? What's going on with you? Nothing. <laughs> the last time you were here, as I was talking, uh, we did six shots of rum. Whew. I'm going to assume that we're not going to do that this time. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> I had to go to a premiere after that. That's what I heard. You actually went to the premiere yeah. of your movie after that. Did yeah. it show? Um... <laughs> Well, I, my, I, I tried to overdo it and was like, don't look drunk. This is me sober. I'm not slurring. My eyebrows aren't slurring. It was psychotic. Your eyebrows were slurring? Yeah. That's how drunk you were? <laughs> yeah. Your eyebrows had a speech impediment? <laughs> yeah, everybody, everything did. The last time you were here, uh, which was in 2018, thanks for stopping by. What is um, uh, Yes, that's you. Um, you were talking about wanting to take a break uh, from the spotlight and from acting. You hadn't, I guess, made the decision to do so yet because you were sort of like saying, oh, I'd like to be able to do that. And I don't know whether it's all the rum we drank. And then I showed up to the drank, drunk exactly, and they were exactly, like, they said, you got to get, get out, out of here. here. Yeah. But you <laughs> did it. A lot of people talk about it and you actually did it. What was, what did you do? What, was it, did you have fun? What did you do for the last three years? I just had a ton of sex. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I cooked a little. and that, I mean, the pandemic nice. happened, and then I cooked, and I cleaned sure, a sure, lot. Sure, sure, and, sure, sure. Um, you picked a good time to take the time off. You I, didn't know the pandemic I know. Was I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then, yeah, and then it was, mm -hmm. ended up being like four years. But um, that, the math might not be right on that. If you didn't do this, like be uh, a, an Nailed actress, <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. If you, if you weren't an actress, if you took a permanent break from this, if you would never come back, what's the backup plan for Jennifer Lawrence? I, I think I would be a really good housekeeper. <laughs> I, I really? really, no, I really do. I mean, I make a mess, but I'm really good at cleaning it up and I can like, I can attack a mess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you have like an? Are you, are you, is it kitchens? Is it bathrooms? What are you? What are we talking here? Um, kitchens, bathrooms. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the time the kitchen is more yeah. pressing. I find it very soothing. 
Yeah, I did too. I put. I listened to Murder, and I and I. I'm sorry. You what? My Murder podcast. Murder podcast. I yeah. thought you literally listened to. That. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? My honey? roommates are What's really that, weird. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's very it's very soothing. It's very meditative. Just clean this one spot and that spot, and the next thing you know, you tuck yeah. under the chimney. Yeah, and you have to have like a game plan. Yeah. I think housekeeper. I tend, well, like, my thing is I always like to say, oh, this weekend I'm going to just uh, do the sock drawer. That's how I start. It's mm. like, I'm going to match the socks. Right. And then I'm like, it's like I'm matching the parts of my brain that are yes. all scrambled yeah. up. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really cleaning me. Organizing yourself. Yeah. That's nice. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> Winter's Bone, you're 19. And, and then you work constantly, including, you know, uh, winning an Oscar in there for 10 years. And after 10 years, you go, okay, I, I want to I wanna step back. What did you learn about yourself by stepping back? What did I learn about myself? Because to, to take some time and just say, like, I'm not going to be a public figure yeah. after being such a successful public figure. You know figure what it is? is I such think an the unusual things that thing I learned are so deep and profound. That you don't want to tell me. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. <laughs> oh, no. No, I mean, it, it, was, it was really nice. Like, I've, I've always found comfort in, you know, a schedule and, and doing something yep. that, you know... Um, and being somewhere, and and just kind of the comfort of being, you know, on set where the world is one thing and very organized. You know, there's not like you know people screaming when you go. And I think coming out of like Hunger Games and all of that, it was nice. I took a break and nobody really cared, and it was quiet, and I got to like, I don't know, kind of feel like I could become a part of the world again without. Um, yeah, without fanfare, literal fanfare. No, that's, that's really lovely because as the world got crazier over the last few years, and it has gotten crazier mm -hmm. over the last few years that you stepped away, you allowed yourself to get quieter. Yeah. Which is such an interesting juxtaposition between you and the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, the world should take a break. <laughs> take it easy. We have to take a quick break, but stick around. We'll be right back with more Jennifer Lawrence, everybody. Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. You don't look up and play a scientist that discovers a potentially Earth-destroying comet uh-huh. Uh -huh. And I understand you, you had to do it in a strict COVID bubble. How strange was it to be, like, stuck in a bubble with Leonardo DiCaprio and Meryl Streep and Timothy Chalamet and Mark Rylance? I mean, it was kind of cool. We all had to share a bathroom. Like, you get really, what do you mean? really close. I mean, we had to share a bathroom. Oh, so, oh, so, so, oh, I understand. So, like, we know that you guys are all fine. It was like a red and zone no, And no one else could come into your zone. Yeah, That's what it is. Our, okay. And yeah, and I lost a tooth, like, pretty soon in the how beginning did you, of how the, did you lose a tooth? eating a sucker. It was really stupid. It was a veneer. 
but if anybody knows what's underneath a veneer, it's much worse. It's like those pointy fangs. Those little fangs. Yeah, fang. exactly, yeah. yeah. And so I lost that, and I couldn't go to the dentist because of COVID. So they just CG'd. They couldn't even, like, bring in, like, a vaccinated... I, we didn't even discuss it. I was like, it's okay. I'll just do it like this. Don't worry about me. Did you have a little Nobody whistle? Nobody offered. Did you have a little whistle? Oh, yeah, of course. So, wait, I just, I just rode over you. Did you say they CG'd, CGI'd a tooth onto you? Well, thank God. Yeah. Imagine if they didn't. Imagine if they were like, we so they went that through the frame budget. by frame and put a tooth in your mouth. Yeah. The thank the God for Netflix money. That's some long green. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Now, how long before you had it actually fixed? I don't even know because when I finished, I was so used to it, and it was still COVID that I wasn't in a big hurry to get it fixed. I bet you could make your way through a steak. <laughs> yeah, but not suckers. Mm. Um, how many of these people did you already know? Did you already know, like, Meryl and Leo and... Uh, um, or do you still no. get starstruck? How about that? I At mean, your my God, point of yeah, your career? Of really? Because you're an Oscar winner and you're... I you're... felt like garbage every day on that set. I was just like, don't worry about it. You don't have to talk to me. Um, yeah, that was amazing. And we always... God, this happened today. We offhandedly call Meryl the goat, you know, goat. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. the goat do that. Yeah, the goat will go here. And we were doing a photo shoot, and I, you know, said something like goat, and, and Meryl kind of said, that's right, just tell the old goat where to go. And I was like, Meryl, you know that goat means greatest of all time, right? And she was like, oh, no. And we were like, oh, we haven't just been calling you goat. This whole time. This whole time, she was just like, oh, well, I oh. guess, you know. Like an old goat. Like, she took it very well. Yeah, she took really it very took well. We'll be right back with more Jennifer Lawrence, everybody. Enjoying this episode of the Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app/lateshow or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey, all about getting to know you. Camera because I can't get a read on that guy. He's a, such a brilliant I, actor. He's so brilliant. Leo and Meryl were just like in a tizzy before he would. They were so about him arriving. About him arriving. Yeah. So I mean that's amazing to be working with an actor that scares them. Um, I I don't know because he was he was a little in character or just like focused or I don't know. I didn't you know push. Yeah. What what's yeah. going on? He's British. You, yeah, he's it's British. It's very hard to yeah. tell when they're acting. Um. So like I just you know I was like hi I'm Jen like. Very, very happy to have you on the movie. Okay, bye. And then Jonah convinced me for like a whole day that he was mad. Jonah Hill? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, dude, you really pissed off Mark. And my, like, I just fully believed it. And I was like, oh, God. Should I go up? Should I say something? And he was like, yes, you should go say something. <laughs> Did he? And he's, he, I, I mean, he stopped me just in time before I. You know, did you imagine? What anymore. did you imagine? How you would offended him in any way? I didn't question it. Like, I didn't question the tooth. I was just like, this is what it is. Everyone's mad at me. Um, there is a scene in the film, let me get this right, it's you, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Timothy Chalamet. Um, is it legal 
to have the three of you in one vehicle? <laughs> is it like the president and the vice president and the speaker of the house? One of you I has to be know, the designated survivor. It was survivor? the most annoying day of my life. I'll tell you that. Those two guys are annoying. They drove me crazy that day. I don't know what it was. Timothy was just excited to be like out of the house. I think it was like his first scene. And Leo was like, had picked the song that was playing in the car and was just like, you know, this song was about, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. That sounds like him. That is an uncanny impression of Leonardo just DiCaprio. Piercing blue eyes. That's exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just remember being in absolute misery that day. But so being very, with those two nice. guys is awful. It was hell. <laughs> Well, Timothy, I was so excited. I mean, he's such a talented actor, but like in a two-shot, you know, I'm like, I'm 31. I mean, I wasn't this fat, but I was, you know, I'm fatter than Timothy Chalamet. Um, that was harrowing. It's harrowing. Sure, the bone yourself. structure. Yeah. The bone structure yeah. alone. Yeah, just us mm -hmm. in a two-shot. It's like, whew. Yeah. It's like, who's that, your coach? <laughs> <laughs> um, the holidays are coming up. Newsflash. Uh-huh. Is there, are there family, Lawrence family traditions that you, especially now, perhaps the, you, you might have someone else you'd be celebrating Christmas with uh, in the near future that you would want to share with us? I mean, we didn't really have any traditions growing up. You have up. no Christmas Maybe, traditions. I mean, I'm just other, like, oh, you have a tree? presents. And, yeah, we have the tree okay. and, you know, oh, you know, it was really annoying growing up. We, we would wake up and be like, it's Christmas. But my parents didn't set up the night before. They what? would set, like sometimes, you know, I think if they had like a late night or, you know, whatever, they would be like, we have to go make sure Santa had it, got everything, and we would just be sitting up at the top of the stairs, like, come on. So um, Santa did not come in the middle of the night. Santa yeah, came Santa whenever came. mom and dad woke up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I admire that. Yeah. <laughs> I admire that. <laughs> but no, I mean, I inhale all the Harry Potters as soon as the day after Thanksgiving. It's Harry oh, Potter time. That's Christmas. Oh, that, that makes sense. I think the first one was a Christmas movie. I, they, they make them all pretty Christmassy. How about Lord of the Rings movies? You ever seen those? Yeah, I love those. But yeah. I, can, I can never get them. They're all like the same movie in my mind. <laughs> oh. Oh. Sure, God. no, that's fine. You're going to get that's fine. further no, away. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So, what do you mean they're all the same movie? <laughs> I just can't, I, I, I love them and I love watching them, but I, I couldn't possibly tell you what happened and, and which. There's I mean, a ring. There's the, they want to get rid of the, the ring. Elephants they the elephants with people swinging do. from them. The elephants, the elephants. There's a ring and then there's elephants. That's a bit yeah. of a jump. That's a bit of a jump. Is That's it? about a nine hour jump right there. See, I didn't know. You didn't I would have okay. thought that was in the first movie. All right, yep. Bilbo Baggins. What? Bilbo? Bilbo Baggins is a character. He is yeah. a character in The Hobbit. He is. Thank you. Sorry. No, you don't need to apologize to me. Thank you so much for <laughs> caring at all. Apologize to America. Um, listen, the holidays are coming up, so we got you something. This is a little present for... I'm not going to fit in that. <laughs> Thank you. Could try. Thank you, you could so try. much. Jennifer, it's lovely to see you again. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. This has been The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 1135, 1035 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.